It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson! And it goes to Corey Davis. Crowder trying to get him out of space, slopes a tackle, and there he goes! Crowder! It's a foot race, and Crowder is in there! A 69-yard touchdown. He'll hit immediately. He got the handoff. You know that's the Q-inator. Oh my gosh! Listen. Thank you. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time for the Jets and the Falcons pregame report. So for that, we bring in the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at jetsinsider.com. And above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, you ready? 9.30 a.m. football. Feels like we're on the West Coast today. Top of the morning to you, cheerio, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, I I love my morning football, and th- this will be great too to uh, get the get the work out of the way. So to get morning football, uh, have an article uh, written and everything, and then I get to enjoy the rest of the day just sitting on my couch. Yeah, um, that that that's uh, that's how I like it. We know that win or lose, John Franklin Meyer is certainly going to enjoy the day. He signed a four-year, $55 million contract extension with the Jets earlier in the week, $30 million guaranteed. He spoke for the first time publicly since signing the contract, broke down in tears while addressing the media in London, and said that the first person he thought of when he signed the contract was his son, and he said that he plays football for his son, which is a remarkably touching moment. What a story for John Franklin Myers. Here's a guy who... In 2018, in the Super Bowl, had a sack against Tom Brady after being a sixth-round pick by the Rams. You'd think, how much better could it get than that? He ends up getting cut the next offseason because there was a logjam at the position for the Rams. The Jets wisely grabbed him off the waiver wire, ended up being hurt, so he didn't play the entire 2019 season. Comes back in 2020, has a really, really good year once he works himself in as a starter. And then this year off to a huge start as well. You have to say this was smart for the Jets to strike like this. They don't normally make these types of moves. As I was telling you before we started recording, the last time they did it was Quincy Inunua. Hopefully it works out better than that. All due respect to Quincy. Really good player, just couldn't stay on the field. But this was smart for the Jets because if Franklin Myers continued to play like this and got to double-digit sacks, he was going to be worth a ton on the open market. And then, of course, for John Franklin Myers, from what I understand, he really likes it here, likes Salah, loves playing with Quentin Williams, Foley Fadakasi, all those guys, feels like this is home. And so as long as the Jets were willing to give him what he and his agent perceived to be right around market value, he wanted to get this done. That's what happened, and so John Franklin Meyer sticks around. I think this deal works out really well for both sides. Yeah, the the Jets did uh, the thing that I'm always advocating for when it comes to players. Uh, if, if you know you're going to sign somebody or want to sign somebody, you sign that person the second you know. The, the very second you know you signed that extension form because you lock in the cheapest price possible at that point. 
uh, they're watching him go and they're like, okay, if we wait to the end of the season, it, the price is only going up. Like, we know we want him back. We know they're sitting there thinking we want him next to Quinnen. We want uh, uh, him and Quinnen and Carl Lawson next year. That's what they're thinking right now in their head. And we, we've all been talking about it and thinking about it, watching the defense last week and been like, man, imagine how good this defense could be if they had Carl Lawson, if they had some of these other players that are missing with injury. And now the Jets are thinking, well, he's coming along really well. We need to make sure we have him for Carl Lawson and with Quinn and Williams. And, yeah, you brought up the Quincy Nunwa. Obviously, long-term list, time listeners of the show know how much I, uh, uh, I love Quincy, but the injury history, even at the time they signed him, that there was like, yeah, we don't know. And then obviously that blew up, but that was even then that was at the end of the season. It, it's rare to see the Jets do this uh, this early in the season, but again, you're watching him going, and the price uh, was only going up. So good for him, uh, good for the Jets, good for Joe Douglas to lock that up. But yeah, this is a really cool story for him to go from you know, getting cut after your rookie year and then having to sit on IR. There's no way that he's sitting there thinking, all right, I'm, you know, 30 million guaranteed just around the corner for me. It's it's just around the corner. I'm right there. I'm right. There's no way he thought that. And then for the Rams, you just, it's one of those situations where they had the log jam and they picked wrong. Uh, I, I'll go into another sport a little differently, but it's, it reminds me a little bit of like when the the Thunder had, uh, you know, they end up trading uh, James Harden uh, to keep everybody else together. It's like, hey, maybe you should have kept Harden. Maybe you should let Ibaka or Westbrook go. Maybe you should get Harden. The, the Rams chose wrong because it would be really nice uh, for them to have him next to Aaron Donald and then with Jalen Ramsey outside. But either way, Rams lost, Jets gains. Uh, the Jets fans are obviously excited. And I'm excited that we don't have – we're not going to have to answer questions about this pretty much weekly <laughs> because this is what happens when a player – like John Franklin Myers starts playing well, everybody's always like, are they going to sign him? Are they going to sign him? And I'm always like, they should. They should. But now they got it done early and we we, we, we move. If you want to know how high the bidding could have potentially gotten, look at what the Giants ended up having to give Leonard Williams three years, $63 million. So to get John Franklin Myers for significantly less than that means that you don't have to risk the bidding getting up to that level. I don't know that it would have gotten quite that high, but it certainly could have gotten higher. As you said, Chris, if he keeps playing like this, the price was only going to go up. But John Franklin Meyer is not the only one who got some good news this week. Zach Wilson did too. Offensive Rookie of the Week, a huge step forward for the number two overall pick in the 2021 draft. Well, it's it's certainly better than four interceptions in a week. <laughs> it's certainly better than you know being uh, a meme and like uh, on 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 the internet where people are just uh, you know having a a 12 year old kid do clips uh, of criticizing everything about. Like, yeah, it's certainly a much better step than that. Uh, it's just one week, so you, fans are going to need to want to see a bunch of these piled up. Um, but, yeah, it, it's a sign of progress, that's for sure. Play like a Jet. Play like a Jet. Injury report, Jets are going to be missing Adrian Colbert, which a couple of weeks ago I would have laughed at, but he's actually played pretty well. Tyler Croft is out. We know Marcus May is out. Jeff Smith is out. Brandon Eccles looks like he's probably going to play. 
Nathan Shepard, questionable. Denzel Mims, he's eligible to play, but I'm not so sure that he's going to be active. He could because of Jeff Smith, but I wouldn't bank on it. And even if he is active, as we saw, it looks like they're not going to do much with him. And Elijah Moore, that's the big one. He's back for today's game. So we'll get to see Elijah Moore. And hopefully now with Jamison Crowder there and the offense starting to cook a little bit, Elijah Moore can start to put his fingerprints on this offense. Yeah, uh, I I won't be surprised at all if Mims is active. I just don't necessarily expect him to see the field that much. Maybe I could just go ahead, you know, uh, the Falcons missing a couple receivers. Just go ahead and let him play for the Falcons. Get like, what what do you think? You know, give him like a uh, the Jets a fifth round draft pick just to loan him for the game. Um, let's do something along those lines. Jets aren't going to use him. Um, but yeah, that is, I won't expect him to see the field too much. Uh, more uh, Jamison Crowder, Elijah Moore for uh, to expand Wilson's targets there. Falcons have some players hurt as well, as you referenced. Their two top receivers are out. Calvin Ridley and Justin Gage, both not going to be playing. Marlon Davidson, the defensive lineman, is out. Eric Harris, the safety. And Avery Williams, the corner. So you have to imagine that Kyle Pitts will get plenty of targets and Cordero Patterson's going to get a lot of touches. So that's where the Jets' efforts are going to be heavy. Now let's talk a little bit about the props, the over-unders, the spread and all of that, Chris. And we'll start with the Falcons being a three-point favorite. I was kind of surprised at this. Both teams were off to a shaky start this season. I thought this might have been closer to a pick especially since even though Atlanta's technically the home team, it's really on a neutral field. What do you think here? Yeah, that, it, it's a little surprising. Also, just real quick, I want to add, if, if the Jets can make this a trend where every team they face uh, the rest of the year, top two receivers don't play, <laughs> I, I think they, they could really do something this season. <laughs> just make that happen the rest of the season, and they got a chance here. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised at the spread, too. Uh, you know, obviously I get being down on the Jets, but – I don't understand having any positive enthusiasm for the Falcons. <laughs> like this should just be a pick them just because like, yeah, what, what else? Like, uh, I don't know. Uh, Cordero Patterson has, has looked really great. Uh, Arthur Smith's drawn up some stuff for him. That's been really cool, but he's like the one thing that Atlanta's got going for him, especially with really engage out. Uh, I don't understand how they're, they're favorites, but uh, so for that reason alone, I won't see. Now, I'm if I was just doing this from a betting perspective, I'd say that you got to take the points because it just doesn't make sense. But also, I'm kind of sitting here thinking the Jets just won last week. I don't want to pick them, um, and then again, then they didn't need to prove it to me again. And this is also a London game. Anything could happen. More reason why it should be a pick 'em game. Uh, so, uh, but now I'm, you know what? Give me the points. I'm taking the jets. I flipped flop back and forth like three or four times in that answer over under 45.5. I'm going under, I'm going under on this. Neither, uh, you know, it's not like the Falcons defense is that great. And this, but jets defense playing pretty well. And with the Falcons missing these types of weapons. Yeah. Let's go under there. Jets total points over under 20.5. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go over, say they just, just creep over. Falcons total points over under 24. Oh, well, yeah. See, I'm going under there. Where are they getting these points from? 
First half spread, Jets plus 2.5. Uh, that you know what? Let's let's go, uh, F- Falcons on this one. Just because the Jets been doing this slow start stuff, uh, maybe maybe they can you know London six hours ahead. Maybe that helps. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm I'm a wait and see. They need to prove it to me in the first half. First half total points twenty one point five is the over under. Yeah, under. First half total points New York Jets over under nine point five. Under. First half total points over under Atlanta Falcons, 10.5. Under. Player touchdown props, Corderell Patterson, minus 110. I, yeah, because I where else are they, that's, where else are they going for it? I, I, again, I, I love Kyle Pitts, but he, he, he's not ready to dominate takeover game, so sure. Speaking of Kyle Pitts, he's minus 110. Now, I, I, not this week. I, I know I've seen a bunch of people saying uh, – if Kyle Pitts is ever going to break out, it's got to be this week. And I don't understand why they're saying that. Jets defense has been pretty good. And again, rookie tight ends take a while. They don't, it doesn't matter how good they are, they don't come and contribute right away. So uh, there, there's a lot to do with uh, involving learning, blocking situations, all that timing stuff. Uh, or no. Just to punctuate your point on that one, Chris, here's what tight ends have done against the Jets so far this season. Dan Arnold, Carolina, two catches, six yards. Hunter Henry, New England, two catches, 42 yards. Johnu Smith, New England, four catches, 28 yards. Noah Fant, Denver, two catches, 15 yards. Anthony Fersker, Tennessee, three catches, 23 yards. So I'm not saying Pitts can't have a big day. I'm just saying based on that, I wouldn't really bank on it. Plus, as you said, Pitts has gotten off to a bit of a slow start. And on top of that, the Jets are going to be targeting him all day because of the fact that they know that Matt Ryan doesn't have that many places to go with the football. Although one other place he does have to go is Mike Davis, who I'm sure is going to get plenty of carries. He's minus 110. Uh, to get the touchdown is going to be tough. I'm, I'm going to say no, but I, I do want to add, I have been really impressed with Mike Davis. Why I've seen some of the tape of him running this year. He is just breaking tackles. He's he's getting no help. Everything productive that he's doing is all because of him. He's like breaking seven tackles to gain two yards. It's been it's been amazing to watch. Corey Davis plus one twenty five. Yes, give it to me. Michael Carter plus one twenty five. Give it to me. Olamide Zacchaeus. I hope I said that right. Plus one twenty five. Nah. Hayden Hurst plus one seventy five. Yeah, it seems like uh, that seems like a good sneaky one. If I believe in the Falcons scoring a lot of points, which I don't, so no. Here's one I kind of like: Jamison Crowder plus one seventy five. Yeah, that that feels like a good one. Uh, that I I like that as well. The returning Elijah Moore plus two twenty five. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from this, but this is it could happen. It could definitely happen this week, and if it doesn't happen this week, it's coming. It's it's coming real soon for him. Tajay Sharp plus two twenty five. I mean, they need somebody, but no. Ty Johnson plus two twenty five. Now, no, I, I, I guess at this point, I've got to shift uh, Michael Carter getting those, those more likely, much more likely. So I'll go yes and Carter, no on Ty. Falcons defense special teams plus two seventy five. Not, not enough. Uh, I, you know. That's still a Zach at this point. Still is even expecting them progress. 
It's not a bad bet a lot of times, but that's not enough of a juice for me to, to take that. I'm going now. Jets defense special teams plus 275. Nah. Nah, it's right. It's not exactly a turnover machine, so we'll, we'll go now there. Christian Blake plus 310. No, I, no. Keelan Cole plus 310. That's just a good, a good sneaky one, but uh, no. Ryan Griffin plus 310. It do this to me every week. Every week it's Ryan Griffin, and I'm like, oh no, because it's Ryan Griffin. But I'm also like, that feels like the exact type of person who's going to score a touchdown here. So yes, Ryan Griffin, Tevin Coleman plus three fifty. Uh, I've plus three fifty. Uh, they were giving him a lot of work last week down in the red zone, and at the end of the game, it seemed like they were they were trusting him with it. So especially if the game's any type of close. At plus three fifty, I don't, I don't mind throwing a little something on that at plus three fifty again, just because of the way they were using him towards the end of the game in those goal line situations. It does seem like they might trust him in a more of a clutch moment. So go ahead, throw a little something on three on three plus three fifty there. Tyler Croft plus three fifty seems like a bad bet since it doesn't appear that he's going to play. Zach Wilson plus three fifty. <sighs> now, now I. I it's always tempting, but yeah, I he'll be throwing touchdowns, not running them. Brexton Berrios plus four ten. Man, no. Frank Darby plus four ten. No, I, I I can't see that. Lee Smith, not the former relief pitcher, <laughs> plus five hundred. For those that remember was, Lee Smith from the Cardinals back in the day. I was gonna say, man, like he played baseball in like the seventies and eighties and stuff. Like, what's he doing still around? Like, wow. Um, go like the reverse Tebow route. Um, so no, Matt Ryan plus five hundred. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm just visualizing Matt Ryan trying to run a bootleg in the end zone right now, and it's making me laugh. Wayne Gallman plus five hundred. Nah. Daniel Brown is going to take a break from writing some books and try to score a touchdown. He's plus six twenty. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Denzel Mims, I don't really like this one because I don't think he's going to be active, and even if he is, I don't see him doing much. Plus six twenty. Well, see, the thing is that if you bet on Tyler Croft, you're probably going to end up getting your money back because it's going to be pulled from the board. If you bet on Denzel Mims, you got the chance that he will be active. He just won't see the field. So absolutely, do not take uh, the Denzel Mims bet because, again, I I am a full believer in his talent still. I just don't know what's what's going on here, how it's ever going to come to uh, fruition here with the Jets in this situation right now. So just no. If, if you want to do anything, go with the, the the no and the unders on his stuff. Keith Smith plus 620. Well, when are we going to get to a week where, like, I know all the names? There's <laughs> this um, – I, I, I know the NFL really well. Like, I did not think there was this many people that I didn't know in the NFL. But every week, you're na- rattling off a bunch of names. I'm just like, who? And, yeah, so no. Jeff Smith plus 820 wouldn't take that bet because he's not going to play. Parker Hess plus 820. If you say so, no. Total passing touchdowns. Matt Ryan over under 1.5. I, I can see I could see him just getting two to Cordero Patterson on little dump offs, but uh, I'm 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 gonna take a bold stance here. I'm going under. 
Total passing touchdowns over under 1.5. Zach Wilson. All right. This is see. I, the only concern I have right now is it feels like it. It might come off like I'm have way too much confidence in the Jets, and I right now, and I promise you that's not the case. But I do think that there's some of this these numbers are off just and under the jets a little bit too much. Give me the over there. Yeah. He can get two against this Falcons Falcons defense. He can get two total passing attempts. Zach Wilson is over under 33.5 and Matt Ryan is over under 34.5. All right. So I'm, I'm, this is attempts. I'm going over on both of them. Uh, the the only thing that I can making me think under on Zach Wilson is if they're, you know, comfortable enough, they might, they're going to try to, they would like to run the ball so much that he doesn't hit that number, but I don't think they'll be able to have a comfortable enough leave, uh, lead. So I'll, I'll go over on both of them. Total completion. Zach Wilson is over under 21.5. Matt Ryan is over under 23.5. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go under on both of them there. Just, just to play a little safe there. I think they get the attempts. Um, uh, if I'm going to go over on one of them, it'd be Wilson. I just don't know who else besides Cordero Patterson, uh, Matt Ryan can complete passes to uh, some to pits, but not enough. Total passing yards. Zach Wilson is over under 242.5. Matt Ryan is over under 263.5. That's, that's a small number. Uh, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going under on both. Total rushing yards. Mike Davis is over under 44.5. Michael Carter is over under 46.5. Mike Davis barely creeps over. Michael Carter can can definitely get that. Total receptions. Corey Davis is over under four. Jamison Crowder and Corderell Patterson are both over under 4.5. They keep keep going with four for Corey Davis week in, week out. Oh, and I yeah, I like that. I'm I'm gonna keep taking that. Um, four and a half for Jameson. That's right there on the line. Uh, with Elijah Moore coming back and Keelan Cole, I'm gonna go under on Jameson. Uh, I'm a, I'm gonna go over on Cordero Patterson. Uh, considering the way they're using him, and I think that they just don't have that many options. Uh, but you know the Jets would be smart to try to go you know that Belichick route of being like we're gonna take away what's been working best for you and that's clearly been Cordero Patterson, but that might be trickier. So over on him, under on Jamison, and over on Corey. Over under reception yards. We'll start with the Jets. Crowder fifty four point five. Davis fifty eight point five. Give them give them both over over on both of them. For the Falcons. Patterson over under 44.5, Olamide over under 42.5, Davis over under 21.5. Cordero and Davis give me the overs on, uh, again, especially watching how the Titans uh, use that screen game. Go ahead and uh, let try to take advantage of Mike Davis over on both of them and under on, you know, the other guy. Now to close out the show, we'll get our picks for the week from our friend Walter Cherapinski over at WalterFootball.com. Walter, welcome back to the show, sir. 
Thanks, Scott. Last week I said I was going to bet the Jets, and I'm going to do that again this week. I'm not as confident, though. Uh, coming into the week, I thought I was going to be on Atlanta because the Jets are down. Some of their safeties, including Marcus May, against Atlanta's receivers. But Atlanta's receivers are now out of the game. Calvin Ridley and Russell Gage are out, so I think that benefits the Jets. Uh, the one thing I'm worried about with the Jets is that they had a huge celebration after their win. Uh, there was a Gatorade bath uh, for the head coach. Uh, so I wonder if they're going to be a little bit flat, but I think the spread's too high. I think Atlanta and the Jets are about even, so given that the Jets are plus three in London, uh, I like them here uh, for a little bit. Uh, going on to uh, some of the games I really like this week. Uh, so staying in the AFC East, I like the Dolphins at plus 10 against the Buccaneers, which may sound weird until you look at what the Buccaneers have done this year. Uh, they, they played some close games. They barely beat Dallas. They barely beat New England. They got blown out by the Rams, and their one big win was against Atlanta, uh, but that, that involved Matt Ryan throwing two picks sixes in the same quarter so Tampa hasn't really blown out anyone and they play on Thursday so they could be a little bit distracted uh, Brian Flores used to coach Tom Brady he might have some tricks up his sleeve kind of like Bill Belichick did last week so I, I think this number is too high especially considering that the Tampa is down some of its cornerbacks and I think the Dolphins could get a backdoor cover if they need it uh, I also like Cincinnati plus three against the Packers uh, so the Packers are not going to have Jario Alexander they're going to be down two offensive linemen against a, a Cincinnati defense that's pretty good. Uh, the Bengals have played very well this year. Uh, they beat Pittsburgh better than Green Bay be beat Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati did so on the road. Um, so I, I like Cincinnati here, plus three. I think this spread is just based on name recognition. I think if you look at these two, these two teams, uh, they've been about even. Maybe Cincinnati's been a little bit better this year, so I like the Bengals. Um, I also like the Vikings minus nine or a half or minus ten against the Lions. Uh, the Lions are going to be down three starting offensive linemen, which is a huge deal. Uh, TJ Hawkinson also banged up, uh, and plus Detroit's uh, defense is, is pretty terrible, so I, I don't see how they stop Minnesota. Uh, moving on to the late afternoon games, I like San Francisco plus five and a half against the Cardinals, uh, which you know it's not going to be it's not going to be popular among uh, most betters because everyone's eager to bet the only undefeated team left. Uh, but I think Arizona might be flat off its big win, and they're going to be down four other top five cornerbacks. Uh, Byron Murphy's out. Uh, several other guys are not going to play either, and they don't have any film on Trey Lance, and so that that might that may hurt them. Uh, I think Debo Samuel could have a big game, especially with uh, no one to cover him in the slot. So uh, it's a divisional game, and San Francisco could pull the upset. I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens. Uh, finally, I like the Chargers minus one and a half, or actually it's up to two and a half now against the Browns. I, I don't know what happens to the Browns. They're mostly healthy, uh, but looking at their injury report this week, it's brutal. Like Most of their guys are on the injury report. They're, they have multiple players injured at, at the same positions. Um, it's just, it's just going to be uh, brutal uh, for the Browns here to recover uh, from last week's close game and the Chargers are playing very well uh, I think the spreads underpriced if you remember the Browns were at Kansas City uh, they were plus six to begin the year now they're only plus two and a half of the Chargers uh, I think the Chargers are underrated and I think they could win this game so those are the WalterFootball.com week five picks back to you Scott Thanks, Walter. Make sure you check out everything they're doing at WalterFootball.com. A lot of draft content, plenty of gambling and fantasy. It's all there right now, and it's constantly being updated. WalterFootball.com. And check out everything that we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. 
Lots of film breakdowns. There are going to be plenty of them after the game from Luke Grant. Kayla Pace has her commentaries, Pace's playbook. So make sure that you check those out. And if you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes for the podcast yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com.